Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message from the Nichols Road Campus. For more info, look us up at newdaycommunity.org. Going to continue preaching on the Lord is One, and uh, I get the opportunity to talk about my best friend, Holy Spirit. <clears throat> and I'm telling you the truth. Um, I also uh, have the notes. I, just, I don't normally do this, but I just kind of felt an inkling to print out the notes. On the table by the giving station, there's about 40 copies, and there's a link at the end of the slideshow that you can uh, get them online as well. So if you want the notes to, to uh, <coughs> back check me, <coughs> you can do that. So the Lord is one. There's a, a verse in the Old Testament. Uh, the Hebrews call it the Shema. And uh, it's, it's the most important verse in many ways in the Jewish religion. It's the verse Deuteronomy 6, 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. You know that a religious Jew will say that. that that's the first words that come out of his or her mouth every morning and the last words that come out of their mouth every evening. Uh, when a baby is born, they whisper those, that, the Shema, into their ears. When a person dies, it's the last words they hear. They, they, this uh, revelation of, of what we call monotheism is really the bedrock that differentiated <clears throat> Judaism from all the pagan religions. And, and um, uh, to this day, uh, the fact that we worship one God... In Japan, the Shinto religion, which is practiced, kind of accepted by all Japanese. If you're Japanese, you're Shinto. It's uh, animism. And they believe in a countless number of gods. Uh, every tree, every rock has a spirit. There's gods and gods and gods. And um, <clears throat> Hinduism and, of course, influenced Buddhism also, is, as its practice, worships. I mean, Hinduism has millions of gods. And, and so... There's, uh, and in, in the biblical days, each uh, nation, each region had their own God, and there were battles. But here, God reveals himself as one, the one God that is above every other uh, uh, spirit that claims to be God and above all things. Well, um, we've already heard about God the Father and God the Son in the last couple of sermons. I'm going to talk about God, the Holy Spirit. And we see Holy Spirit is present at the very beginning and the end of the Scripture, okay? Like bookends the Bible. The beginning is present and active. We're going to talk a little more about it as we get into the sermon in creation, that he was there when, when God spoke, uh, let there be light, and he was hovering over the earth. And he's there at the end of the Bible. And, and the very last verses, Revelation 22, that the Spirit and Bride the Spirit, Holy Spirit, and the Bride, which is the church, say, come, and let him who hears say, come, and let him who thirsts, whoever desires, let them take of the water of life freely. Uh, 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 crying out, come, Lord Jesus, come, let the, let the groom, Jesus, come and fulfill the covenant of restoration and restoring humanity into right relationship. So the, from the very beginning to the very end, the Holy Spirit is embedded throughout all of Scripture. But... Sometimes he's not as easily seen uh, in a lot of the portions of Scripture. <clears throat> in the Old Testament, um, well, first of all, 
the words Holy Spirit, it's not the only way that the Holy Spirit is referred to. Uh, often it's just the Spirit of the Lord, or the Bible will just say the Spirit. By the way, the Hebrew word spirit means wind or breath, okay? So there's nothing special about that word. It's like, wow, the spirit is really strong. You could be saying, if I was speaking Hebrew, it's a windy day, okay? <laughs> Seriously, okay? So, and the reason I say that is that some people get a little confused because they think ruach which is the Hebrew word wind, is like Holy Spirit's name. It's not. It's the word wind, okay? And holy is uh, an adjective, right, that describes the wind. So it's a holy wind, holy breath, holy movement, all right? Uh, what is the Holy Spirit's name? That's a quiz. Figure it out. So of the 95 times the term Holy Spirit is used in the Bible, it only appears twice in the Old Testament. In Psalms, we're in, in Psalm 51, we're going to, again, refer to that in a minute, so I'm not going to quote it here. And also in Isaiah, where it says they grieve the Holy Spirit. And this is important to understand that Holy Spirit is a person. You know, you, you don't grieve a, a impersonal force. All right? And the word grieve in the Old Testament means to... to one's heart being ripped, torn, the idea of, of, of a heart being broken by uh, the actions of another. And the very fact that humanity can grieve Holy Spirit tells us a lot of things. It tells us about the person of the Holy Spirit, that he's sensitive. Right? And it tells us that we have, God has created a relationship where we can actually affect God's emotional state, which to me boggles my mind. It doesn't seem possible, but it is. Not only we as a, all of humanity, but you have the ability by your actions, attitudes, your words to make God sad or to bring joy. All right, and that's another whole sermon. Um... So he's only mentioned, Holy Spirit's only used twice, and, and there's about a hundred references that uh, it, it is clearly referring to the Spirit of God in the, in the whole Old Testament. But in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is mentioned multiple times in every single book of the New Testament, except for 2nd and 3rd John, which are just real short letters. Um, the Holy Spirit is is great, much greater revealed in the New Testament. There's a lot of reasons for that. Um, <clears throat> I want to focus in on four aspects of the Holy Spirit that are consistently seen throughout the Old Testament as well as the New Testament that happened in the past but also happen right now in our day. And the first one is Holy Spirit is active in the work of creation. All right, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and earth, Genesis 1.1. Probably the easiest scripture to find in the Bible. Can you hear all those pages flipping? <laughs> in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. So right from the beginning, uh, God has revealed 
in a triune way, even though the idea or the terminology of the Trinity wasn't um, codified until, you know, after the New Testament. Actually, I think it was around 100 to 200 A.D. by one of the early Christian uh, theologians where he coined that word. But throughout Scripture, there was an acknowledgement that there was God as Spirit as well as God as Father, and then in the New Testament, in a in a great way, but it's it's also throughout the Old Testament, God as Son. And so Holy Spirit was right there, um, God creating, and and, it, and that phrase says God created the world. It's talking specifically about the Father. The Father is the originator, all right, the initiator of all things. That's the identity of the Father, and the Spirit of God was active upon creation. And then the Word of God, the, the Word spoken in that verse was a, a manifestation of Jesus. John cha- uh, chapter 1 in the New Testament says that the Word was, uh, how's it go? I know this. In the beginning was the Word. In the beginning, John starts his gospel intentionally um, making it sound like Genesis to for those who knew the Old Testament story, and he's kind of... Um, uh, uh, bridging the gap from the old to the new, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So here we see the Son revealed as the Word right from the beginning. Holy Spirit was there hovering over the earth, and so God initiated, uh, uh, and Jesus was the Word that was spoken, but it was Holy Spirit that was active upon the, the void of the earth that actually uh, uh, brought to, to fruition uh, the Word of God based on the uh, um, will of the Father. Does that make sense? <clears throat> with me? So a few things we can learn from this about Holy Spirit is that He's eternal. All right? He was not, He was existing before the creation. And it says, it's talking about the earth, but it's, it was the creation of everything in our known universe, okay? Things like gravity and space and time, okay? Everything, everything that is part of what we think is this existence, God is outside of that and created that. And, and Holy Spirit was the one active in the actual creating part of it. Uh, he's eternal, He's divine. He's, he's right there with God. He's one with God. Um, he's never revealed, Holy Spirit is never revealed in any way separate from the Trinity, separate from the Godhead. Wherever the Spirit of God is mentioned, the presence uh, of God is implied. Wherever the Spirit is, God is there. All right? uh, uh, and and in, in, in God's presence and God's Spirit are really one. Uh, it, we learn that the Holy Spirit is active. He's not only present, in other words, he's here, right? He's, he's active. <clears throat> I'm making sure I don't miss anything. <laughs> so he's, um, uh, the word um, hovering means to shake or to move or to flutter. Everyone flutter. Come on. Can you flutter? Uh, you're all too shy. 
Holy Spirit is moving. Holy Spirit is never static. All right? He's active. Holy Spirit is never passive. It's it's contrary to his nature to be inactive. Like wind. If there's no wind, it's still. It's not that the wind has stopped. It's like there is no wind. Does that make sense? And his very name is wind. And so that means it's moving. Holy Spirit never stops moving. Sometimes we're aware of it. Sometimes we're caught up in it. But often it just passes us by. Right? We need to understand he's divine. He's present. He's right here. Sometimes uh, the Father may seem distant. Okay? And, 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 and Jesus, you know, is in heaven. The Holy Spirit is present on the earth. I love that. Uh, you know, Jesus was incarnate. How long was Jesus on, on the earth as a human? Approximately well, 33 years, all right? But then the Holy Spirit, and, and Jesus was in a, a, a single body, right? He had his, his own body. Holy Spirit is given to everyone who believes. And the Bible says he fills our bodies. And Jesus said, he'll never leave you or forsake you. I'm not going to leave you an orphan. So Jesus had to put up being in the midst of humanity for 33 years. Holy Spirit's been here all the time. I feel kind of sorry for him. (laughs) Think about it. It's the Spirit of God. He's grieved every time an individual says or does or thinks something that is contrary to what is best for them according to the character and the will of God. Holy Spirit's right in your body. If you've accepted Jesus as Lord and invited him in, Holy Spirit's right there. You want to talk to the Holy Spirit? You want to talk to the Holy Spirit? This is how you do it. He says, Holy Spirit. I'm not feeling it right now. Holy Spirit, you're still in there. This is really important, okay? Not doing this. Okay? But doing this. You can tune in the Holy Spirit anywhere, everywhere, no matter what's going on. You can just say, Holy Spirit, I need, I need connection right now. Sorry for, for being disconnected. I need wherever you are, because he's, he's in and he's active. And so what we need to do is connect with him and not miss the movement. He's, he's active just as he was active in the initial creation, he's active in the new creation. Jesus said, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born again, uh, born of water and of the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life, John chapter 3. And so there the Holy Spirit is, in the same way he was active in creating the planets and the animals and the oceans and the stars he's he's active in creating in you the new creation right um and so i want to ask you 
Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? Right? And you can study through the book of Acts. It's not a, a one-and-done experience. All right? People came to salvation. There's a story in Acts chapter 19 uh, where Paul was in this city and asked, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, no. They said, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. All right? So they were ignorant of the Holy Spirit. And so what did Paul do? Anybody know? Good job. He laid his hands on him and prayed, and God baptized him with the Holy Spirit. There's 12 guys there. And, and three years later, the whole of that part of Asia had heard the gospel because 12 individuals were willing to allow the Holy Spirit to enter them. So I ask you, is the Holy Spirit in you? Is he active? Is he uh, operating? Have you given him freedom? Next thing, Holy Spirit, because he is active in creation, and because creation and creating is such a part of what he does, it's also part of who he is. He's the creative agent of God. All right? He is creativity. Or creativity is a reflection of of Holy Spirit, that aspect of God, I believe, all creativity, all right? He specializes in creating order out of chaos, right? The earth was void, it was chaotic, things were out of order, and through God's word, he crafted the whole of the universe in an order that we're still discovering how it all works. In taking the raw materials of the tabernacle that were collected by the Israelites and and then inspiring artists to shape those raw materials, the gold and the badger skins and the the linens and all the different aspects into what became uh, a place of worship that lasted uh, an incredibly long time. And then later, the same thing in the temple. The Holy Spirit inspires creativity and he influences God's people uh, to service to the impartation of gifts and uh, abilities, spiritual gifts. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord actually came on one of the artists, Bezael, uh, Bezalia, I can't tell what to say his name. It's in Exodus 31. And he was the craftsman that shaped all of the things you read about in the, in the, in the tabernacle of Moses. One guy, he was responsible. And it, says that that was a manifestation, that was a gift of the Holy Spirit. And so we see this creativity. Furthermore, in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is active in, 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 in imparting gifts for you and I. Gifts of prophecy, gifts of tongues, gifts of interpretation of tongues, gifts of the word of knowledge, gifts of, gifts of working miracles. Okay, those are the spiritual gifts. But I believe Holy Spirit wants to release creativity in each and every one of you. There's some people that are innately creative. We have artists, Randy and Sophia and the other artists, uh, Katie Duke, just a little bit. (laughs) Oh, my, Gary. This church has always had an abundance of artists, and it's great. But we need to recognize that is an aspect of Holy Spirit. 
And some people, in fact, one of the prophecies I had over a man in Japan, I saw that um, his creativity was in the work he did. It was he expressed love through labor, right? And and so your creativity may be in making beautiful spreadsheets. You know, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> or, 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 or fixing light switches and other things around the building. Garrett is beautiful as creativity and taking something that's broken and making it work. That's an expression of Holy Spirit. How many want more Holy Spirit? Are you awake this morning? I don't know. Am I? Serious, like everyone's sitting there like, you guys need more coffee. Okay. <laughs> uh, you want to create, Holy Spirit is creative, more creative than you can possibly imagine. All right. Every creativity, creative uh, 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 thing in the world is a, is a cheap ripoff of what God can do. My goodness, the, the smallest little weed in the middle of a field is more beautiful than the best artistic expressions of the greatest artist that ever lived. And it just pops out of the ground. And it's full of life. It has a flower and it releases chemicals and it feeds animals and it reproduces. You know, Nothing, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Rembrandt or Michelangelo or any of those other old guys that are all dead. There's stuff they hang on a wall. Come on. Holy Spirit's in you. Where's the creativity? Where's the creativity? Oh, I'm not a creative person. Great, you have the Holy Spirit. Okay. Allow him to express himself. You don't want him frustrated. Right? You want him to be able to be free. <clears throat> and each person is given. It says that um, the spiritual gift, 1 Corinthians twelve seven. spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Please don't limit that to the the particular list that Paul is describing, referring to the gifts that are active in a, a congregational gathering called church. Holy Spirit does all kinds of other things. Read it, the book. The book is better than the sermon. Did you know that? Okay. You see the Holy Spirit doing all kinds of created things. Um, so in what ways is the Holy Spirit manifesting creativity in and through you? And how can you increase the level of Holy Spirit creativity in you? All right, you need to, that's, that's one of your goals in life, is to learn how to increase the level of the Holy Spirit in you. Holy Spirit is active in transforming character. So this is one of only two places in the Old Testament where the, where the phrase Holy Spirit is used. And this is, of course, David... Uh, uh, grieving and repenting of committing heinous sin, adultery, and murder. And in his prayer, he says, Create in me, create a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit in me. Do not cast me away from your presence 
and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. He understood the essential aspect of the nature, the role of Holy Spirit in creating new, bringing joy and salvation, right? And so that prayer, oh God, don't take your Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you, this is personal confession. Are you ready? I'm going to confess something. There's been times where I've sinned, I've known I've sinned, and I've been praying, God, forgive me. And I was like, God, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. I don't care the consequences, but I can't bear that consequence. I can't bear the consequence of not having Holy Spirit here because I've developed an awareness of the Holy Spirit. You know how long it's taken me? Over 40 years. Right? It doesn't come easy. Right? It's developed gradually by listening to Holy Spirit. It's since Kathy Spaulding learned how to sail. And she was explaining something. <laughs> like it was a new revelation. Maybe I'm misrepresenting it. But she was like, you know, the wind isn't constant. It, it changes. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and she says, and you got to know how to see it. I'm like, yeah, the ripples in the water. She said, the ripples in the water. <laughs> I don't sail, but I've spent a lot of time outdoors, all right? And it's true. Um, and so you, just like learning how to sail and reading the wind, you need to learn how to read the Holy Spirit. Holy, there's one way you can do that is just say, Holy Spirit, where are you right now in this room? What are you doing right now? And I just hear the Holy Spirit say, I'm, I'm tugging on hearts. But some of the hearts have a string so thin that if I tug even a little bit too hard, the string will break. And other people have cords and ropes and, you know, and we want our connection to the Holy Spirit not to be brittle. How do you, how do you make it bigger? You invest time and attention. You allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. Okay? It's all the things of hearing God's voice. But you need to understand, He's creative. He's doing it all the time throughout all your life. Oh, just going to skip that part there. Holy Spirit is active, we learn in the New Testament, of convincing the world of sin, of righteousness, and judgment to come. All right, And so Holy Spirit is active right now. Whenever you go and interact with someone that's a non-Christian, or if you go to a foreign country to do missions, one of the things that you need to remember is that Holy Spirit's already been there working on that person. All right? It's not like you're bringing the news. You know, you just have a little uh, aspect or element to add to it. And you don't know. The person who came and preached to me did not know that for over a year, a year and a half before he met me, God had been just drilling down into my heart. And I knew I was going to hell. I knew I was broken, and I didn't know why. He didn't know that I'd been crying out for God. 
actually said, God, if you're real, send someone to tell me about you. I actually said that okay, on a hill outside of Western Michigan University. And it took almost a year before some guy had the courage to come up and tell me about Jesus. There's tens of thousands of people in this city are, that whether they said the prayer, their heart is crying that. And you're, you're the ones that need to hear the Holy Spirit and be willing to talk to them. All right? Uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, uh, listing a whole bunch of uh, sins and sinful lifestyles um, that people were caught in. Did I jump? Did I? Oh, I did that. So, <clears throat> 14 hours. Right now in Japan, it's tomorrow. Okay. Think about that for a while. <laughs> so give me a little slack, okay? My brain is mostly applesauce. <laughs> I forgot where I was in my note. I didn't know I was on point three. Um, the Holy Spirit is active in transforming character. Did I say that? Wow, that is so weird. I did it really well. I thought I was still talking about creation, and it's like, no. Well, it's, it is similar, and that's the point. Thank you, Kathy. <laughs> in the same way he creates and recreates, he creates new transformation, creates our character inside transforming it. And so Paul lists all these sins that were, uh, you can read it, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. <clears throat> he says, and such were some of you. You were in that lifestyle, but you were washed, you were sanctified, set apart, that was cleansed from you. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. All right? The Holy Spirit is the one that's actively regenerating creating new life in your dead spirit and body. You want to give him room. Number four, bringing it down. <clears throat> Holy Spirit is active in proclaiming Christ. Uh, one of the, the, actually the primary purpose of the Old Testament is the proclamation of the coming of the Messiah. It's the whole reason it was written. The entire history of the Hebrew people exists for one purpose. The coming of the Messiah. All right? It's not my idea. This is this good theology. <clears throat> and so, Holy Spirit, throughout the whole, uh, inspira inspiring the Old Testament, was active in revealing the plan of redemption to the coming of Jesus, the Messiah. All right? And so, the Holy Spirit's inspiration um, and the work of the Holy Spirit was revealing Jesus. And he continues to do this. In 1 Peter, we read, Of this salvations, the prophet, of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully, talking about those Old Testament prophets. And they prophesied of the grace that would come to you, searching what or what manner of time. They were trying to figure it out because they were in the Old Covenant prophesying about things in the future. They didn't understand it all, how it all fit together. In, in the New Testament, it's revealed that they were uh, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating, as he testified beforehand, the suffering of Christ and the glories that would follow. 
Uh, to them it was revealed that not to them, but to us, they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit. Sent from heaven, things which angels desire to look into. So the angels of God in the very presence of God in heaven, they're envious of you. You want to get to heaven? You don't realize what's going on here. Okay? Because angels in heaven are going, how's that work? And we carry about the power and the person that created the universe day in and day out. And we are ignorant of the power and the impact that that could have in our lives. Are you hearing me? You know, it's like having, you literally have supernatural power in you. Not impersonal power, personal power. A person that has power, the person that shaped the universe. And so when you're in a circumstance that's bad, you know what? He can change that circumstance, or more likely, he'll change you to change the circumstance. Why? Because that's what he does. And he's enabled us, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 3, to be ministers of the new covenant. All right? We, through the empowerment and and work of the Holy Spirit, need to cooperate with him in fulfilling this fourth uh, aspect and really the primary aspect um, in our day and age of the Holy Spirit, which is proclaiming Jesus as Messiah. Right, so I got to ask you, how's that going? How is, how is, in what way is the Holy Spirit active in and through you proclaiming Jesus? When is the last time you spoke to someone that wasn't a member of this church about Jesus Christ? When is the last time you said, I'm sorry, you know, I read this Bible verse today, and what you just said made me think of it. Uh, Jesus was talking to... We all need to be doing that. And I'm not saying this to get on your case to make you feel bad. I'm saying this to encourage you that it doesn't matter how well you can do it, because in you is the Holy Spirit! who's already working on that person, convicting them of their sin, righteousness and judgment to come. It's like he can use your, I mean, he used the donkey, right, to talk to somebody. He can use me to speak the word that makes them go, wow, the man who God did send to me could barely speak English. Seriously. But he, was, he, he had the Holy Spirit, and he said enough words to where I prayed a prayer that changed my life. I'm serving Jesus to this day because of what the Holy Spirit did in and through that band. And then how can you increase the work of the Holy Spirit of proclaiming Jesus? How can you increase that in your life? Uh, And this is something as Christ followers, uh, we need to be committed to that. We are ambassadors of Christ uh, uh, sent to persuade those around us of the love of Jesus, love of God through Jesus Christ, his son. Bill, are you closing? It's all yours, buddy.
Okay, let's take a minute to respond to that good word this morning. Why don't you close your eyes, stay seated. Maybe put your, do this, stay seated. Put your hands out on your, on your lap with your hands open. And let's take a minute to just close our eyes and listen to the Holy Spirit. Pastor Cameron shared about how <clears throat> he inspires creativity and the work that he partners with people to do, a creative work, sharing the good news about Jesus, and uh, bringing order to chaotic situations. You know, so listen and say, Holy Spirit, what do you want to inspire me to do today? like the Lord's telling different people different things. Like somebody just heard, you know, saw a picture of a friend that they just need to talk to about Jesus. Someone just got inspired to do a particular thing in photography or paint a, a painting or write some poetry because it's been a long time. You know, someone, you know, just got inspired to be, to prepare their heart every day to be ready to share the gospel to do what we're doing right now before they start their day so that the Holy Spirit can work creatively through them. Someone was inspired to be generous and have a couple bucks on hand ready to give to someone poor when they run into them. and Let them know that God loves them. Somebody might be inspired to fund one of the projects I talked about earlier and express generosity in that way. Or have someone over for dinner to express hospitality and generosity in that way. It's endless. <laughs> an infinite God has an infinite number of ways to work through you. So um, would you just repeat after me if you're so willing? Holy Spirit, I say yes to you. To partner with you. To practice what I need to practice to become skillful at what you want to do through me. Amen. Amen.